Hey there, and welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm Josh, and I founded this podcast because I want to help businesses make a dollar and a difference. So if you dream of starting a cause-based business, have one already, or want to create a movement, then you found yourself in the right place. This is the community for cause-based leaders who want to make a dollar and a difference. We interview social entrepreneurs from all over the world and share their stories and tools with you so that you can learn from the best. Well, hey, and welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in, we're really glad to have you here. Welcome. If you are a regular listener, have subscribed to the podcast, listened to all our interviews, we love having you back. Thank you for being a part of this community. This podcast, a couple things about it, it is podcasted proudly from the Kansas City Startup Village, a really neat entrepreneurial community here in Kansas City, but also just a great community of support, a group of people who are really dedicated to transforming our home city of Kansas City and turning it into a hub of opportunity and creativity for a lot of people. So anyway, to get more on that, just go ahead and search the Kansas City Startup Village or I'll I'll start putting that in uh, the show notes as well so you can link up with that and just click right in. Um, By the way, whenever I mention a link here, I always try to put it in the show notes so if you're driving, you don't have to be dangerous and write it down or anything like that. Uh, But again, I am Josh and I put on this show. This show is put on also by socialchangenation.com. That's really the hub and this podcast is kind of the backbone of that community. But the whole community, everything we do is focused on like I said, whether you're dreaming of starting a cause-based business, have one right now, or have some little different kind of a movement, maybe a nonprofit, a hybrid kind of movement that you're dreaming of starting or have in your hands, we want to get you the best tools and resources to really grow that movement. That's what we're all about. And to make a dollar and a difference is, is what we're about here. And by the way, the dollar side doesn't just say that you have a for-profit. If you have a nonprofit or some kind of a hybrid system, we still need to be concerned with how we create a sustainable movement and how we make the maximum impact. And inevitably that involves money, whether we like it or not. And so that's why we talk about that a lot on this show. Today's podcast is being brought to you by audible.com. And I have worked out a special deal with them where we can all get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash social change audibletrial.com slash social change. That again is another thing I'll be putting in the show notes left and right so we can click through that and get that free audiobook. My thinking is we're all listening to podcasts and we're all kind of naturally audio listeners anyway. I've used Audible for a long time, so this is something I personally recommend. If you want to be a leader, you need to be a reader. And if you're already listening to podcasts, I think audio listening is a great way to get some of those books read and get some great insights. I do have a recommendation for you today as well. The book that I'll be recommending is one that shaped so much about what I do at Social Change Nation and what I do in my life and on this podcast just in general. It is called The Promise of a Pencil by Adam Braun. The Promise of a Pencil by Adam Braun. You can get that by going to audibletrial.com slash social change. You'll get that for free as a free download. But basically, Adam has built schools all over the world. And in that book, he walks you through 30 mantras, just basically about his journey through life. And it is packed with some of the best, most insightful. And for Adam, by the way, is like, what, I think 31, 32, something like that. He's, he's quite young. But the book just really traces his path 
towards becoming a change agent, and he's really becoming one of the most influential change agents in this space. He's becoming a very, very known name. But the book just divides it into 30 simple mantras to read, absorb, and roll right into what you're doing. So, okay, that's the book recommendation, and we're just about to get to this week's interview. What I want to do, though, just real quick, if you're, if you're tuning in just for the first time, and for those of you who are subscribed, sorry, you hear me talk about this all the time, but if you're just tuning in for the first time, we're glad to have you in this community, and we'd like to keep you in this community. So the best way that you can link up with us is, first of all, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the major outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you, you can find podcasts, you'll find us there, and you can, you can subscribe through those services. But then the other thing that, that is really important to do in fact i think even a little bit more important sign on in our community just go to socialchangenation.com you'll see a sign up box for our newsletter on the right you can link in there and you'll get a weekly update that way that'll let you know about all the new podcasts coming out and then you can choose whether or not you know they pertain to you which hopefully they all would we're all change agents here so i try to get us all kinds of content that's valuable for all of us but you can at least you know just kind of skim it real quick and know what's been going on here in the week and click into the things that that link up the best with you but that's the best way to keep your your hands on the dial here at social change nation is to sign up for that weekly update also by the way when you do that you'll get a free resource from me you've already heard i'm all about books (laughs) so you'll get a toolkit about the books that, as I've interviewed hundreds of social entrepreneurs around the world, these are the books that they consistently come back to. And so I think these are the 10 books that no social entrepreneur or aspiring social entrepreneur should be without. So that's something you'll get for free, a a list of those books, kind of a toolkit for you as a social entrepreneur just in return for signing on for our newsletter. But then we also keep a lot of free resources coming at you throughout your time with us and just all aimed at getting you the best tools, resources, best practices as you're working toward making a dollar and a difference. Okay, so that pretty well covers us. I'll, let's go ahead and get into this week's interview. Well, hey, Change Nation, and we're back with Phil, the co-founder of Ohos Eyewear. And Phil and I have been talking, Ohos Eyewear has some very unique environmental missions and some very unique missions in terms of who they empower in the construction of their eyewear. And so this is the part of the show where I have some specific questions for Phil about his company and about his story and about some of the decisions decisions that they made. So this is where I've, I've gone and I've learned kind of the specific story that they have and specific branding they use. And I've come up with a, a few questions around it. And so that's what we're going to go ahead and get started with. The first thing I want to, I want to chat through here with you, Phil, is <laughs> I guess a little bit more, um, you know, between you and I in a way, because we're both Kansans and you're a KU dude, just like me. So talk to us about how growing up in Kansas and going to Kansas University, how did that, you know, shape your views on this and bring you out to California to do what you're doing? now uh absolutely well i was born and raised in lawrence kansas which in my mind is one of the greatest towns in the world um of any place i've been to it's i couldn't be more thankful that i was raised there love that place um it's it's an the ku community um and that's why lawrence is so great is because of ku and the impact it kind of has on the culture of lawrence um just kind of a and always looking to better yourself or better those around you. Um, and I think that comes from it being a really open-minded university. With a, uh, and so naturally the uh, citizens of Lawrence are kind of adapt to that mindset. Um, it's just a lot of KU people that stick around. And that kind of opened my eyes to the kind of the world of travel and the possibilities out there. Um, and the belief that, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, if you're passionate about something, you know, there are many outlets for you to pursue those passions. 
And, um, you know, I think if I had grown up almost anywhere else in the U.S., uh, you know, that mindset, that mentality probably wouldn't have been instilled in me, you know, as a, as a young kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Okay. My next question on this, uh, you, you were going to be an optometrist, right? Uh, Tyler was going to be an optometrist. Oh, Tyler was going to be an optometrist. I wanted to be either a, uh, smoke jumper, a forest firefighter, um, <laughs> or, you know, trying to run Peace Corps. Those are, those are my goals. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, so you found yourself at Ojosai. We're not, not too far mm -hmm. off from where you had planned. No, no, not at all. I, you know, I wanted to do something that, you know, had an impact, uh, in this world. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still, I'll, I'll ask you this question and see if you can answer for Tyler, because I, I was really curious about this. Do yeah. you know, has he ever told you about the moment where he was like, you know what? I know optometry just didn't it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Talk, talk to us about that. Um, you know, he was, he was inspired on a trip to Barcelona, which, you know, that's why we're so, such great advocates of travel because of the impact it's had in our lives and kind of changing your perspective on life, other cultures, um, and how to get involved. And so he spent a month abroad in Barcelona visiting a friend over the summer and was just kind of mind blown at the culture, um, you know, the architecture and the style. And he was already obsessed with sunglasses. I mean, that kid owned, I don't know how many dozens of pairs of sunglasses. Um, and he was like, you know, I love sunglasses. You know, I love culture. I love travel. Um, you know, and I love uh, making an impact. So he kind of wanted to form something around that. So when he came back to KU, he was like, you know, I, um, you know I've kind of already studied human biology. You know, I was on the road to go to, uh, you know, optometry school. Um, but, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to be passionate about. Um, and this is kind of how I see of me making a difference in the world. Um, you know, and that's kind of when I came on board, kind of in the background um, to kind of help, you know, develop those further, market uh, the brand and kind of spread the word about what they were, you know, aiming to do in the future. Yeah, I, I, I love that message. And I want to land here for all of us for, for one minute for, for us tuning in. In, in change nation. I think this is, this is so important. And this to me is really what distinguishes a social entrepreneur from everyone else is that they, first of all, they, they seek those moments in their life. They do things like studying abroad or, or traveling or volunteering or different things like that. They do those things. But the second piece is the more important one. They pay attention and act on those moments when they realize there's a shift happening, when they realize that they've latched onto something, even though they, it wasn't necessarily what they thought it was going to be, but when they latch onto that thing that they know they need to do and they do it. And that to me is, is, is a key thing for social entrepreneurs. And I only say that for those of us tuning in, pay attention to those moments, get yourself into those opportunities and be open to the ways that they change you and the directions that they take you. And you'll know when, when the time comes, you will know it's just a question of whether or not you will act on it. And, and I just think that's an important message and it's a message that I keep hearing time and time and time again. And so I just really wanted to highlight that. And I love that story. And I loved it when I, when I read that about moving from op op optometry to what, what, what you all are doing now at Ojos Eyewear. So, and, and speaking of the eyewear, uh, let's talk about that. Cause one thing I, I talk about on here quite a bit and that, uh, you know, across the world as I've interviewed people, I found this to be very important is that if, if you're working to become a social entrepreneur, if you're creating a product, you need to create a product that sparks conversations. 
you want to create it in such a way that it gets people talking about social change. And you'll have a built-in benefit in the sense that this is eyewear, so people are wearing it on their heads, so it's pretty easy to talk about. Um, But can you talk to us just kind of about some of the strategies and some of the things you've built into your eyewear to make sure that people tell the story and that people essentially become ambassadors for your brand and your cause? Uh, yeah. So besides for just you know looking at them, feeling them, you can you can see and feel the quality. Um, but then when you go to the materials we decide to use, um, you know acetate is one of the uh, is the kind of the leading material for making uh, high fashion, high end sunglasses. And so we decided, okay, well there has to be a better alternative. And of course there is. There's cellulose acetate, which is plant based um, and biodegradable. So we said, okay, well, that's what we're going to manufacture. Sure, it adds, you know, um, a significant additional cost, you know, to each pair for production, but it's worth it. You know, it's who we are. It's what we're about, um, you know. And then, uh, you know, we decided to make the lenses, you know, the best lenses that are on the market, you know, scratch-resistant polarized lenses. Um, so when people, you know, look through our glasses, you know, they're getting, you know, the greatest view uh, possible. Um, you know, our tortoiseshell ones have a nice, beautiful light tan uh, tint to them. And then our black ones have just a little dark filter. Um, you know, first and foremost, they protect your eyes, but then they also just make everything seem so more clear and crisp. Perfect. And then it seems like the, the case that you have them in is kind of designed to start a conversation as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many conversations have started because I've worn this pouch around. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't matter where you wear, you know, I'll wear it in you know, a black tie affair, you know, I'll still have it hanging around my neck or, um, you know, just walking around the beach. And it's for one, for, you know, a male to be wearing something that looks like a, a purse, you know, it's called a purse all the time. Um, <laughs> it's a great conversation starter. And, you know, uh, it's almost like instantly if someone even tries to start making fun of, you know, or joke around about it, you know, you can tell them what it is, what it's about. And immediately they're like, wow, that's awesome. I want one. Um, and so initially, you know, we're, just giving them out, you know, when someone buys a pair of sunglasses, you know, it obviously comes in the pouch, but it wasn't until, you know, we had demand for people to buy them separately, you know, um, a lot of girls and guys were like, hey, you know, I'd love one of those pouches, you know, uh, carry around, keep stuff in it, it's a cool initiative, you know, do you sell the pouches individually? I'm like, well, if a lot of people are asking us to buy the pouch individually, we should probably sell the pouch individually. Um, and so, you know, that was a recent thing in the last couple of months that we actually started selling those independently. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's a terrific story. And I love the message there about adapting to what people were telling you and the conversations that were going on. And I think that's such a key point. Even in cause-based business, <laughs> we might think we know what people want, exactly what they want. Um, but we don't always know, you know, all of that until we start talking to them and getting those conversations going. And then the next step is you have to respond to that. And it sounds like you guys did that very effectively by then just, you know, offering that option. And I think we, we absolutely have to be adaptable like that. And, and, you know, that's what ultimately allows us to fulfill our cause-based mission is by being responsive to those things. And, and that's what allows us to grow. And also, by the way, it, I'm sure it created a lot of goodwill and, and better connections with, with everyone that was involved with you too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, it's another dangerous thing as an entrepreneur, you know, you're so passionate, you're so um, deeply entwined with what you're doing um, that, you know, when you take any negative feedback or any even positive feedback, um, it's a, it's uh, difficult sometimes to be like, okay, well, what feedback do we actually respond to? Um, you know, 
making sure that you're not really changing the core of who you are, you know, to respond to feedback. Um, but at least, you know, seeing what the market wants, you know, what they're saying and be like, okay, now how do we adjust uh, in an appropriate way so we're not completely changing ourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's, let's move on just a little bit now. And you mentioned Indiegogo earlier on, and I know a lot of us have a strong interest in, in crowdfunding, especially as we're looking at launching movements. And that was something that, that you had a lot of success with. So talk to us just, you know, very, very basically, what would you say were the keys to your success? Uh, getting out there to your first and second degree connections. So that's, you know, your immediate friends and family. Um, and then, you know, their close friends and family. So you kind of have to direct, directly engage them with, you know, emails, you know, phone calls, texts, whatever it takes to kind of get them to go check out Indiegogo. Um, and if they're not going to, you know, donate to your cause, at least try to get them to share that cause with other people. Um, and the great thing about Indiegogo is that people, you know, can see, you know, your milestones, you know, how you're growing. Um, and so, you know, the quicker, faster you grow, um, you know, the more people are, you know, jump on the bandwagon, uh, so to speak. Um, and so that's, you know, once you start gaining traction, more and more people want to be a part of something that everyone else is being a part of. Um, and they feel, you know, awesome that they're making such a difference in the world by their donations or, you know, their purchase of, you know, whatever product you're selling. Um, you know, there's with Indiegogo, there's a, you know, slight, not a downside, but, um, you're going to be, if you decide to do it in Indiegogo and it happens with Kickstarter as well, you're going to have a lot of people approaching you to do, um, you know, kind of like handle marketing or the promises of expanding your reach, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and for, you know, a new entrepreneur, um, someone new to the game, it's like, Oh, awesome. You know, this, this person's, you know, going to get us, you know, 10,000 more people, you know, to check out our site, et cetera. Um, but just, just be careful because, you know, people don't always promise on those things and, uh, most of the time, they're probably just going to give you a business plan or a plan to engage that many more people, um, which is something you can you can do on your own if you're willing to put in the, the hours. Right. Yeah. There's no <laughs> no shortcut around hard work. That's for sure. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, cool. And so, with the Indiegogo campaign, what about uh, incentives as people donated? Was that something you all chose to do? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and what were those? Uh, we sold. Um, each parrot, you know, heavy discount. Um, we were planning on selling at 144 retail at that point, and we were selling them on Indiegogo for 87. Um, so you kind of get those early bird specials, you know, the two free deals, um, you know, buy a pair of sunglasses, and then you know, get. Uh, we we're offering T-shirts at a, uh, a heavily discounted price. Um, we had just the simple one dollar donation. So for someone who, you know doesn't have a lot of extra funds, but they're still wanting to make a difference, you know, they still can and it still makes, you know, a tremendous amount of difference. Um, we offered for people who were, um, didn't necessarily want to buy a pair of sunglasses, but wanted to donate to the cause, they could just plant, um, you know, 10 or 30 trees, uh, you know, in their name. Uh, we had, you know, a bulk deal. So, you know, if people wanted to buy, we offer six models, each in two different colors. So if someone wanted to buy six or all 12, um, they had a um, heavy discount uh, on you know that big bulk order, uh, as well as uh, we were offering you know um, we had uh, one person you know buy all pairs and then um, they donated a significant chunk. So you know our our first retail display case is coming out. It's going to have their name branded on it and a little you know little bio right up about them. 
um, you know, that's going to live on forever in that display case in that location. Um, so just kind of good ways to engage people um, and kind of reward them and show, you know, our deep gratitude and appreciation for them, uh, you know, showing us they believed in us and wanted to support us. Yeah, I think there were so many great Indiegogo insights in there. And I want to yeah. land on, on a couple that really spoke to me. The, the one, I love the idea of, you know, if people couldn't donate monetarily, allow them to plant trees. And, and the key mm-hmm. message I think there is get people involved in the level that they're ready to get involved. I mean, certainly at the end of the day, you know, the, 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 there's definitely funding required to get a product out there. But another right. thing that you need is you, you need a movement. You need people behind you that are supporting you and spreading the word. And I, I love that, that you, you know, you gave them lots of different options in terms of, of how to get involved. And the other thing I, I want to highlight, you know, we, we talked earlier, Phil, you mentioned about all in, in part one, you mentioned about, you know, the, the free tools, low cost tools that are out there. I think that, the idea of crowdfunding really highlights one of the biggest advantages that, that we have in terms of starting any kind of a company today is that we can get out online and at least to some extent, we can gauge interest and make sure that people will pay for something before we create it. Um, yep. And so, you know, you can get on a crowdfunding site and you can offer them the product at, at a discounted price, which is, you know, essentially you're, you're then you're offering them something tangible in return, but it also helps protect you a little bit to make sure that you're kind of feeling things out and getting some buzz going before you're really, really, you know, putting all the major pieces in place. And, and one of the most important things I think is just getting conversations going and getting to know your potential customers. And that's another, seems like that was another huge opportunity through the whole experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's that's why, yeah, those crowdfunding platforms are so great because as an entrepreneur, you don't have to give up, you know, a chunk of equity um, or go in massive debt, you know, to an investor for um, for the ability to start your company. It's that easy engagement, easy way to test the market um, and react based off of uh, your engagement with, you know, customers. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, great. Well, well last question I have for you in this section. Uh, you have in your bio, you have a Mark Twain quote where you talk about you worked hard not to let school get in the way of an education. Yeah. Un- unpack that for us. Um, so since I was a kid, um, you know, we had a great friend from uh, Buenos Aires. And, you know, when he come up to visit, he was, um, you know, he was an educator himself. He was a teacher. But he wanted to make sure that, you know, you don't only try to get your education and your perspectives uh, from inside a classroom or inside a book that you know our experiences and our interactions with uh, people in different cultures um, can kind of do shape our greatest perspectives on life um, and so you know in college you know um, sometimes I may have taken it you know a little bit to the extreme but you know I spent you know four years kind of doing college but it took me six years because I spent you know two years doing the uh, working and traveling you know to pay my way through school but then also you know to work enough to where I could take a semester off uh, work and travel, um, you know, as much as possible. And so, um, you know, I was definitely not the traditional student, you know, it took me six years, a total of six years to graduate, but, you know, two of those were spent creating some of the best memories of my life. So I wouldn't do it any other way. In fact, I probably take seven years next, next time if I had to do it over. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that message. And I would totally echo that. I think that is one of, how should I put it lightly? Um, 
one of the most challenging perceptions, perspectives we have, I guess, in, in our society is that, you know, you have to graduate high school and go straight to college. I didn't do that. I took a year off. Yeah. I, I did an AmeriCorps program and it, it laid the foundation for everything that I've done with my life ever since. It made me take college so much more seriously. And I, I just wish that it was, I mean, I wish it, it was expected that we would take a year off mm-hmm. at some point, you know, during that, that college process. And because I think the, the, the transformation that happens is so powerful and uh, yeah, so I, I love that message that you have there, Phil. And if I have it my way, I'll right. make sure that lots more, <laughs> lots more do it right. exactly like that. So yeah, cool stuff. Um, yeah, the, the new seven-year plan. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah then we had a, another Mark Twain quote on there, um, which is, you know, it's uh, I first heard it on a PBS travel series, um, and the the guy who did it, you know, kind of starts off and ends the program every time saying, uh, "Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness." And many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Um, and then that's another Twain quote. And it's just like that's why we have such a, you know, uh, travel minded um, goal is, you know, to get out there, experience it. Um, and don't be in such a hurry to go with what society says to finish school so quickly and then get a job. You know, then you've missed out on the opportunities to really experience life and grow as an individual. Yeah, I man, I love that. That is such an inspiring quote. I, you know, and I forgot I had read that a few weeks back when I first topped on your website and loved it. I'd never heard that that Mark Twain quote. And uh, man, what an insightful guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Mark Twain. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that quote and I, I love that message. And, you know, this is another kind of recurring theme that, that I, I keep hearing is, is this idea of travel. And I think a lot of times, you know, some people might hear that and be like, oh, well, you know, it's just fun. You like to travel and da, da, da. But, man, it shapes you. And, mm-hmm. you know, rubbing elbows with other cultures and learning how other other people do things, it gives you such a different appreciation and respect for what's out there and makes you realize, by the way, that, that, that the way you're used to doing things here in your own society is not the way that it necessarily has to be done. It's just the way that we uh-huh. do it. And I think that's just, that's such a huge message and such a huge part. I honestly, I don't, I can't really think of anyone I've met who has really shaped a very clear view and inspired view of what they're doing with their life that hasn't, I'm not saying they hadn't necessarily leave the country, but hasn't kind of, you know, branched out a little bit and gotten to know other communities and other cultures. Um, and the beauty of the U S is you, you can do that right here. We have so many cultures right here, but, uh, there's oh, yeah. cert- definitely no denying what, what leaving the country will do for you too. <laughs> yeah, will, absolutely. Jar some change on you. Well, well, great stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. This, uh, I, I knew this, uh, this was going to be a great conversation with you, Phil, and you're, you're definitely not disappointing. <laughs> so yeah, this is great. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's run into the last section here and, and close, close okay. us out. Uh, so this is the rapid fire round is what I call it. So it gives me the chance, gives us a chance to ask you some just quick one-off questions. And then you can just share some of these resources that you're using so that we can start just plugging them in right away in our own movements. So you ready to rock and roll? I'll get my guns ready. Let's do it. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> All right. So what is a social venture aside from Ojos uh, that you think we've got to check out? Um, I would say water.org. Um, you know, they've got an awesome get involved page that, you know, can show the user you know, easy and awesome ways to raise money and awareness to their organizational efforts. Um, they're a pretty solid company. Yeah. And let's not forget that they're Kansas City based. That's right. Yeah. Boom. Even better. <laughs> Always got to give shout outs to Kansas City and Kansas. Uh, of it's course. Just, it's every, just, every time I can. It's the way I operate. And yeah, yeah. Judging by the Kansas City Royals coffee book. <laughs> 
definitely yeah. the way you roll too. So good stuff. Did you make it back to Kansas City around some of the World Series games? I actually took a road trip with uh, there's a few other KU people out here. We uh, took a road trip up to San Francisco to watch a game um, we for go. the weekend Very and nice. met some other Lawrence people up there. Okay, nice, nice, nice. That nice. was great. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we we Kansas City and stick together. It's nice. So, cool Absolutely. Stuff. All right, people. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Good crew. So, an online or an offline resource that you're using, like could be a Zendesk or something like that, that you think all social entrepreneurs should use. Um, I think they should use some sort of platform like Mailchimp. It's it's free initially, uh, you know, until your user base grows. But it's a great tool where you can practice different marketing strategies uh, to engage customers until you can grow to you know, a larger, more expensive platform. It's a great, it's a great starting point. Yeah. And absolutely. I'll, I'll echo this change nation. MailChimp is exactly what I use to keep in touch with you. And if, if you're looking to build a movement, which all of us are, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. that's the way you keep in touch with people. And that's the way you keep it organized by the way. And that's the way you create messaging that, you know, looks pretty and it's easily formatable and that kind of thing. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's a key ingredient to any movement. So mm-hmm. love it. What about a piece of advice that you'd give to an aspiring change agent? Um, the first steps are scary as heck. Um, and you're probably second guess yourselves at times. Uh, but just don't stop. Keep moving forward and pouring your heart and soul into it. Uh, it'll pay off. You know, whether that venture works out or it sparks the idea for a new venture, um, you just got to keep going. Yeah. Love it. So what is a favorite fun escape for you, Phil? Oh man. Um, well being out here, uh, I love to ride my motorcycle up and down the coast, um, and through the mountains. Uh, and sometimes, you know, just stop, pause, you know, observe the ocean or maybe just go on a little hike up the hills. And, uh, it's a great way just to decompress from the stresses of starting a company, uh, and just kind of remind myself what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, which is always good to kind of check back in with yourself. And it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And did I, did I see a surfboard in the background when we hopped on? Yeah, um, you know that's another. The beach is only a you know a mile and a half away, so you can ride your bike down the beach, play in the water for an hour or two every morning before you know starting the day off, and then you started the day off right. And if the work day was stressful, you go back down to the beach in the evening and catch the waves coming in. Love it. Yeah, good stuff. It's something I would love to try. You know, as as a landlocked Kansan for most of my life, though, right. surfing has just never made the radar. But but one of these ah. days. <laughs> I'm still trying to get the hang of it. I still look like a fool, but it's fun. <laughs> At least keep 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 it going. That's uh you know that's the motto there. Yeah. I guess surfing's just like business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, keep exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, I you know it, it's funny talking to you with this. I, I, this is always just I, I kind of think of this as a fun question, but you, you've made a really good point here too. And honestly, this is something I really struggle with a lot. Is I I get so wrapped up. You know, there are so many new challenges, so many new fires to put out, so many new different directions you could go with a startup company every day that you can get so plugged into them that you don't think you have time to take a little bit of a breather. Absolutely. And the truth of it is you don't have time not to. Right. And so we all got to remember that. And, <laughs> you know, so thank you, Phil, for helping me hold myself accountable because that's just something, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows. Sometimes I get a little better about it and then I pull myself back. And anyway, I just need uh-huh. to constantly remember that these fun escapes are really important and why I ultimately asked that question. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, yeah, there's, there's easy, small, fun escapes everywhere around us that, you know, sometimes they don't have to take, you know, all day and just take an hour, 30 minutes. It's yeah, it's stressful it, and the stress never ends, but it's nice to take a break when you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. So how about a cause-based book that you think we should all read? 
Um, let my people go surfing is kind of like the outline for Yvonne Chouinard's uh, for Patagonia and why he started it, how he started it. It's kind of a, a great uh, kind of blueprint for anyone trying to get into a cause-based uh, business. Let my people go surfing. I've never even heard of that, but just based off the title, it's, I'm going to pick that an, up. Yeah, it's incredible, you know, for company culture um, and kind of creating a successful business um, and keeping your employees happy, your customers happy, and, you know, just doing things the way they should be done in a business world. Perfect. Yeah, love it. Well, cool. Well, last question I have for you before I let you share any last thoughts. What's the first thing you think we can all do right now to start changing the world? Um, I would say change the way you interact with everyone daily. Um, you know, the, your kind of your positive energy and your friendliness towards, you know, strangers or even those, you know, close around you uh, can possibly impact their life, um, you know, for that day, that moment and, you know, increase decision making, uh, you know, in a positive light. Perfect. Love it. Well, before I say goodbye to everyone on here, Phil, I want to give you this last chance to share any other thoughts you'd like to with us over here at Change Nation. And then lastly, of course, just let everyone know the best way to, to get back in touch with you and the work you're doing at OHOS. Um, absolutely. Uh, well, first, you know, you can email us at info at um, That's a good way to get us directly. Um, it's a two-man team of Tyler and I, so one of the two of us is going to respond to you directly. Um, and then uh, kind of to leave everybody with something is, uh, you know, don't be afraid to reach out there and extend yourself. Um, you know, Tyler and I tell ourselves all the time, it's like, what's the, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to tell us no? Okay, bummer. Then we're still right back where we were. Um, so, if, you know, if they say yes, then you just gained everything in the, in the world. So keep putting yourself out there. Um, you know, have the ability to, to be rejected. Uh, to learn something from that experience and to keep moving forward. Terrific. Yeah, great stuff. Well, well, Phil, on behalf of all of us over here at Voices of Social Change, I want to thank you so much for your generosity with your time and your expertise on this. I, you've <laughs> inspired me over here, caused me to rethink some things, <laughs> so I know you've done that for all of us here in, in Change Nation as we've listened in. So thank you so much for that. And Change Nation, thanks for joining us this week. I will catch you again here real soon. Take care of yourselves in the meantime. Hey, remember, for all of us tuning into the Voices of Social Change podcast today, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give all of us the opportunity to check them out. I can personally recommend this because I've listened to Audible audiobooks now for about six years. They've been a critical ingredient to shaping me as a change agent, and you're listening to a podcast now, so clearly you love audio content. So run in there, get a free book. I'm going to recommend a book for you today. You heard me mention this at the beginning, but it's The Promise of a Pencil by Adam Braun. It's 30 mantras on how to spark change. Adam is a revolutionary in this space, and he's making some tremendous waves, so you need to pick up his book. It shapes so much about what we do here over at Social Change Nation. To get that book for free, go to this link. It's audibletrial.com slash social change. audibletrial.com slash social change. And again, we'll be keeping that in the show notes all through the next few months, so you can click right in and get your free audiobook.